Hello and welcome to Dream Through the Decade Cast, a Common Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. And I am Kita Kita Chris. Man, you should save that for when we did like a pre-cure episode. I mean, they also use the, the Kira Kira thing. In, in but I, I, I guess like pre-cure also uses like Doki Doki a lot, so. Yeah, they do. Yep. So, so you can use that one then. <laughs> I like how in the one uh, pretty cure that they've got on uh, on Netflix, they changed it to Glitter Force instead of Pretty Cure. But then in the second season, they add Doki Doki onto it. So I'm like, okay, you guys didn't really commit to like localizing this title very much, <laughs> did you? <gasps> Not particularly. Anyway, we should tell the listeners what we're doing this week, uh, which is... I made Chris watch episode zero of uh of Kira Major because uh Evan has the flu. Right, yeah. And we just did Gagagas, and we're kind of at a point with all our other shows where you need Evan. Right. Yeah, e- Evan was trying to get out of watching Kiva, and I told him no. <laughs> Real conversation that happened. Very plausible. <sighs> so anyway, wa- we watched this neat thing instead. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Yeah, so this was this was a movie, Chris. A, a movie like this ran in theaters. Yeah. So okay, huh. so technically it was like it was double billed with um, the real soldier and uh, Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger movie. Okay, that makes more sense. If this was like the before or the wind down to like an actual big movie. Yeah. Because Much more plausible. Yeah, because the first episode just... It's, it's kind of low-key to be a whole thing on its own. Also true. Well, yeah, you, you don't have your red. You gotta have right. your red. Yeah, it's it's not even a team yet. They don't have their red. Yeah, and, and there's no, like, robot fight? Yeah, they preview the robot fight in the credits, but, um, yeah, they don't... Uh, no actual robot fight. But yeah, so I figured we would watch this because the first episode just aired uh, last... Saturday at time of recording this podcast. Yeah, and Garrett did not respect the fact that it is my turn to to pick a, a thing. I didn't know you wanted to turn first of all. <laughs> I didn't either until until you arbitrarily picked something. I was like, hey, I should, maybe I should <laughs> pick something sometime. Okay, well, I already had picked something, so right, it, that's it, how that works. It, it's it's not a big deal. It just occurred to me that I possibly could. Anywho, we watched this thing. I liked this thing. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, kind of crazy. Uh, didn't I? I don't know how much Sailor Moon you've seen, but the opening just straight up looks like the destruction of the Silver Millennium in Sailor Moon. Isn't it called like the Crystal Palace anyway? Doesn't it just fit right in? Uh, I think they called it the Crystal Millennium Palace or something. They like saying Millennium as part of the the like perfect society thing in Sailor Moon. So. Gotcha. I assume there's crystal stuff, because isn't like the new thing called Sailor Moon Crystal anyway? Yeah, there's there's lots of crystals. There's like a Silver Millennium Crystal. There's there's crystals. There's plenty of crystals. Oh shit, we should watch the live action Sailor Moon. Uh, yeah. That was that was on my list of things to possibly suggest. Yeah, that would be a good one too. Because it's one of the only Sailor Moon media things I haven't seen. That's fair. Other than like all of the the Sarah Mew uh, stage shows, because there's like a bajillion of them. But I've seen some of them. Checks out. 
Uh, but yeah, this this was pretty fun. Uh, do you know anything about the production or direction of this one? You, I have only become aware of it in the last few minutes, so I haven't really had the chance to do any research here. Um, no. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, is it, like, part of any ongoing trends or anything? Uh, nope. Just the new Sentai. Yeah, it seems, uh, it seems like a pretty hard break from the whole, um... Two teams of rangers, one themed around detectives and one thing around uh, thieves. That was the last one? Oh, no, like, that, was, that was two ago. That was two ago? Oh, Yeah, okay. the last one was uh, was Dinosaur Knights. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, was the last one Q-Ranger, the weird Space Rebellion one? But that was like three ago. Yeah, that was three ago. It's <laughs> <laughs> too many of these. Oh, yeah, I did make you watch the first episode of that, too, at ASEN one year, I think. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching the first episode of Q Ranger. Because, I like that one. Because that show just opens up and it's like, Earth has been taken over. Everything sucks. That one has a pretty amazing intro, honestly. And then they have, like, that, that Q song at the end. Q, 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 Q. Oh, yeah, oh, with the dance. Really yeah. That's, like, a thing, though. Like, sometimes just does that. I don't know when that, like, actually became a thing. But really? it's definitely a thing. Hmm. Huh. huh. Okay, well, uh, yeah, this one... When I saw Machine Sentai, I was like, wait a minute, D- does everyone at Toei or, or or Toho just have, like, a whole robot thing going on? Because that's what they're doing with Kamen Rider currently. That's they true. They did a lot of it in ZO2, so they seem to be on a big machine thing lately. But then there's not actually any machines in this episode, so... Yeah. Well, alright, I, I can maybe attempt to explain this. Because... So, like, the, the like, transformation devices clearly seem to be based on some sort of tech, and tech can generally be construed as a machine, and the gems hang, hang out when they're giant in, like, a giant machine-type place. Uh, right. I mean, I thought the most technological thing was the, um, the, the AR that they have. They, well, the, the guy has, like, their, their general dude has, like, VR goggles, and then he uses, like, a hollow deck danger room type thing at one point. Yeah. So it's like, that's pretty, like, on the, you know, cutting edge modern tech stuff. So I guess that kind of fits in, but eh, it's not really, like, a major part of the theming or anything. Right. Maybe the machine stuff comes in later. Yeah, also with the, also with the robots. Probably with the robot part. I'm assuming that, like... Is, is like, the enemies going to be more machine-themed? It's, like, the dark side of machine versus, like, the pretty side of machine? I don't know. Maybe. Also, though, you, you know you know that leader guy? Uh-huh. Have you ever seen the Pen Pineapple video? Uh, yes. Is, is it that guy? It is 100% that guy. <laughs> I had no idea. Now you do. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I'll just give you a little bit to process that one. Yeah, that that makes sense. So, so the episode, so episode zero opens on a place. Uh, I'm not sure if it's another planet or another dimension or something. I think it's planet. I, I think I, it's a planet called Crystallia. I agree with planet. Yeah, and they're like, it's great. It was amazing. Things are all awesome here. And then the Fire and, Nation attacked. And then everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Yeah, it's got almost that exact cadence. They literally say, that was until this very moment. And then there's an explosion. Yeah. 
And like all the crystal people like have like that weird like uh Oh, I don't even know how to to, to describe it. Just like they, the... they all look like bayonet enemies. Oh shit, that's pretty dope. I did not think of that. Yeah, the, they all look like like marble a combination of a gem like gemstone, limestone and marble and they look like statue like ch- statues of cherubim or like angelic beings of some kind. It's a real distinct look. It is. I was thinking just like just like the masks of like especially the king and the princess remind me of like the like the weird Japanese doll thing mask stuff. Oh, the the ivory ivory face yeah. dolls. I think they're ivory face. I they could be made from something else. I'm, I don't know them that well, but uh yeah, I think I know what you mean. Yeah. But yeah, but their skin is like made of turquoise stone. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like like design pretty good. It's uh it's very different. Yeah. It's very it's extremely distinctive. Yeah, yeah, I do, I like the whole like it's it's definitely like it's human-ish, but also like very unhuman. Right, yeah. Uh, also, another reference touchstone for the opening here, uh, Krypton. It, it feels exactly like Krypton to me, down to, like, they have super rocks, and, like, they, the, the king sends the, uh, the daughter to Earth in order to, like, help them not, you know, have the same thing happen to them. Right, because Earth is next on the list of, of pretty planets to destroy. I like the, uh... Okay, Garrett, what do you call the role that the the guy with the weird masks on his head plays? I always think of it as the Goldar role. I don't know if you have another name for for this role. No, Lieutenant I, I like I like Mook. Um, I I feel like he's more effective than Goldar. Well, right. I mean, Goldar sucked, but he's he's like the main guy, like the main guy who isn't the actual villain. Um, I don't know, like general military leader person yeah okay yeah i I guess general makes sense because like they're gonna introduce another villain at some point who's like the actual villain right they don't do it in this movie but i'm assuming there's another character who's the actual villain i I would assume so okay yeah uh and he this person seems like he is aware uh, like it i think he comes from crystallia is the idea yeah he's the king's brother Okay, I I missed that detail, but yeah, that makes sense. So he he's from this place, he knows it, and he, like, resents it, which gives him a very, again, the Sailor Moon, like, he's got a very Queen Barrel thing going on, so it would make sense if there's, like, an evil, dark, otherworldly force influencing them or whatever. Possibly. I'm assuming that's the direction they're gonna go here. Maybe. The, the... The mooks all have evil-looking rakes. Yes, I I, uh, I do like I do like rakes as a weapon. I think it's real unique. I I I love unique weapons. So a plus in uh, my book. I also like that. Um, I I could not resist making uh, it's it's raking time joke. Uh, Ooh, that's I'm real sorry. good. Lowbrow, but yeah, <laughs> I not mean, help myself. We've never claimed to be a podcast of class. That's true. That's true. We would be watching something else if we were. Ouch. The the king. Uh, yeah. Okay. We we described his weird turquoise skin, and he's got like this gold armor on, but it's mostly covered up with this bright white robe. So he's like super angelic looking. Is uh the idea? Yeah. And pretty badass. 
yeah, he's also got a sword, and he, like, straight up kills a lot of these these uh rake buddies the fact that they did this like pretty well executed fight scene with the with the guy like in like this monster suit thing was was pretty impressive yeah i thought he was just gonna like obi-wan and just die instead of actually putting up a fight you know he does like sword fights and like he fights like the magician head mook right uh yeah he he beats them all with like a big shockwave like a laser shockwave and he starts fighting the guy who's his brother no, 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 no. He fights a different guy, and then the brother's the guy that comes in. Oh, oh, okay, right. Yeah, I got these two characters mixed up, but yeah, that makes sense. The head magician guy is like, he's fighting with a gauge. It's like a big pole with, like, a pressure gauge on the end. Well, like, the one in kind of almost looked like a fan. Right, it looked like a fan at first, but then you see the front of it, like... It, it's it got, like, a big green section and then, like, a needle and, like, the end of it is, is like, a little red chunk. So I'm pretty sure it's supposed to look like a pressure gauge. Okay, that checks out. That's very machine-like. Uh, he's also, like, he's got, like, a theater thing going on because he's got his regular face and then he has, a, a, he has two masks with different expressions that are each on, like, the upper half of his face. They yeah. each cover one of his eyes. Yeah, so, like... So, like, he doesn't have a full mask, but, like, his, his mouth part is real? Right, right. Okay, yeah, and his his face, his eyes are actually covered with this, like, X-shaped thing, and then the masks are right above that. Right. Uh, it's pretty interesting. They, they've got some, like, very unique design work going on with the show. Yeah. It's also, like, it's so exceedingly Sentai. Oh, yeah, it's, you know... It's sort of this, yeah, it doesn't look like anything else you've ever seen, other than maybe Bayonetta, and, like, that's a weird, that's a weird touchstone for, like, a kid's show. That's true. It's, yeah, I don't know, just, like, I I think just, like, in general, Sentai just has, like, the Sentai aesthetic, and this show definitely falls in line perfectly well with that. Right. And, And we've talked about this a little bit before, but, um, like, the Sentai aesthetic partially is descended from kabuki theater which is why it is so exceedingly foreign to american eyes because like we don't we don't have anything else that looks anything like this really that's true i mean also though like it's it's also like really distinct from just like writer stuff too uh yeah yeah that's true yeah they're willing to go a lot more weird i I think like in some ways and colors are like the two things i point out Right, yeah, because I rem- in when they did like that one, uh, point five episode for Zio, they mentioned that like they didn't really have they weren't willing to use like secondary colors up until Decade came along, and Decade was like the breakout secondary color guy, which is a weird thing to have to have a breakout of, but yeah, yeah, I guess okay. they incorporated a lot more pink and other secondary colors after that. Yeah, or, or also just like. I guess, like, just Sentai just, like, embraces, like, the, the spandex na- nature of it more, I think? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think, like, that material stuff is used, like, you know, especially in, like, the the Sentai suits, but also just, like, the villain stuff. I feel like between Sentai and, like, writer villains, the Sentai stuff uses, like, a different material, which just conveys a different style more. Yeah, I feel like, like, every writer show we've watched has had, like, kind of an interesting theme to the villains. They've all had, like, 
an element of usually that usually writer villains have like an element that it's like a humanity that's been corrupted by something and like in a in in the villain like shocker or whatever it's like they're corrupted by by order like there's like an evil order that has like corrupted it uh and then in a lot of the other show uh like both kiva and kuga use beasti uh like bestialism or yeah i almost said bestiality but that's (laughs) definitely a different thing yeah, but like there's there's like a an animal element to the monsters that they're they're like humans corrupted with an uh, like an animal aspect, and like in Sentai shows, the design work for the villains is just like all over the place. Usually, I th- they don't have as like strong of like a thematic through line. I think, but they have they they are have a vastly wider variety. Instead, yes. I agree with that. Okay. I was I was just coming up with that now, so I'm glad I didn't sound too off base. No, that that sounded pretty good. I agree with it. But uh yeah, okay, so so after the the King guy has this little fight with uh the head mook and some of the the, the regular minor mooks, this dude who is his brother comes in. Oh, and now I remember why I was under the impression that there was like a bigger evil. Because he mentions an Emperor Yodon. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like the Crystallia belongs to Emperor Yodan now. Uh during during the like he he also blasts the king with a laser right as he's about to kill the head mook. And uh they keep cutting over to the princess character who's like, "Oh no, I'm so terrified and hiding behind this desk cuz I don't want to die and stuff." Which like checks out. Not wanting to die is generally a good thing. Right. Yeah, she's she's got to get our main team together anyways. So. Right. Good job. At least good four job, of little them. girl. Yeah, uh, the king's brother is interesting looking, because he, his skin is black instead of turquoise, and has, like, is faceted instead of smooth. Yeah, I I guess, like, his gem would be, like, the onyx. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And he has an extremely cool looking, like, big black sword with, like, crazy multicolored patterns on it. Yeah, he has, like, it's like... Because, like, the king has, like, a thin, a thin long sword. But, right, like... He's got, like, a saber, and this guy has a broadsword. Yeah, I was I was trying to think, it's, it's like, what do you call, like, a sword, but thicker? <laughs> His sword is thick, Chris. Um, okay. Are we doing a bit now? No. Okay. I'm, I'm just stating that the weapon he uses, which is a sword, is, is thick. Yes, it is. It's in fact would be described as a broadsword, probably. Is that what a broadsword is? Like, I I'm actually unsure. Uh, I think yes. I I think I'm just like, what do you call a sword but thick? <laughs> Look, I understand it's a bit, but it's also just what it is too. It, that's true. Okay, so so uh, princess girl then is like, oh, what the heck am I supposed to do now? Uh, she, like, walks over to another part of the room, and there's, like, these five crystals that are, uh, in a giant slab of marble. Yeah, I think it's, like, behind, like, the throne. Right, yeah, they're on, like, the back of the throne, so. And the red one is bigger than the rest of them. Oh, yeah, I guess I had noticed that, but yeah, that makes sense. You know, because red is the most important of colors. Uh, 
yeah, for, for some reason, red is the most important of colors. It's it's just so primary, Chris. <laughs> I read a statistic once that, like, most children consider red their favorite color until you're, like, seven or eight or something. And you start to, uh, like, like other colors more. I There's probably, like, a psychology study about why that is, but I don't know exactly what it is. I, I, yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, uh, all, all of, uh, so she has a brief conversation where she talks to the crystals. They don't talk back yet. They, they do talk, just not in this scene. Yeah, the, when the gems started talking, I'm just like, oh, this is a thing we're doing now. <laughs> right. Uh, their personalities remind me a whole lot of the weird, uh, demon guys from Denno, too. Oh, shit, you're right. That's a good comparison. Right. Uh, so yeah, the, she says, oh, we need to go to Earth to save Earth. You, you're all going to go to Earth too, right? To help protect it. And then the intro splash happens where like the gems turn into stars and there's a giant like meteor hurling towards Earth that is uh, her in like a crystal spaceship. Right. And, and it then, says, Machine Kenta- Sentai Kira Major, Episode Zero. And then it was all a dream. Yeah, and uh, the the main character apparently dreamed all that? Yeah. Okay, so the show isn't exactly coy about this. No, he's this the red. Gonna, yeah, he's gonna be the red guy soon. He's not in this episode, but he's gonna be the red guy. I'm I'm just like we're gonna get to it, but like I am unsure like the dynamic of this team, in like in like age range to each other because it seems to be all the fuck over. Yeah, they seem to have a fairly broad age range. Um, uh, uh, pink is the doctor and blue is the actor, and they seem to be significantly older than our main character, who is I believe the youngest. Yeah, so I think red is the youngest in high school. Is he in high school or is he in middle school? Because he looks younger than Green, who I think is in high school. Uh, I, I I thought Green was going to be college. You think? Okay, you could you could be right. I mean that that's what I thought. I don't know. She uh she like is competing in the hundred meter dash when we see her, and it looks like she's doing that as part of like a school sport. So I assumed high school, but yeah, that could she could be on like a higher level than that. Yeah, I don't know. I I could see this either way. It seemed. More, like, professional than, like, a high school thing? Because, mm, like, there's, like, like the numbers for, like, indicating, like, uh, uh, competitors like, and stuff. Like she's qualifying for an event or something. Right. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe our main character is the youngest in high school. Yeah, and I think, like, they were wearing, like, different track uniforms, so... Uh, like a regional competition or something? Not even like that, just like, I assume if it was for, like, a high school thing, it would all be, like, the standard school uniform thing. That's true. Or, I'm just looking way too into it. Well, I'll check again when we get to that sequence. But anyway, so our main character was apparently napping, uh, on, during a break or something, because, like, there's the class going on. Right. Yeah, he had, he had that whole... Uh, he dreamed the intro sequence about the weird cherubim gold and crystal world. And, uh... Or, or had yeah. visions to it. It seems like it's a vision thing. Yeah, it, 
I'm guessing he gets crystal visions or something. Maybe it'll play into the plot. Maybe that's only an episode zero thing. But he is an artist, and he does talk about getting, being inspired a lot. So I would not be terribly surprised if they're like, as an artist, he's attuned to the the vibrations of the universe or whatever. Yeah, he he has really good Kira energy. <laughs> whatever so, they call it. What's the pun? Uh, Kira mentality. Yeah, Kira mentality. He he's he's got a bunch of it. So much. Yeah, he wakes up and is immediately like, well, that looked interesting. I should draw that. And he starts frantically drawing. Yep. Okay, so I guess this has to be after class, because there's a bunch of girls sitting in the room and they're like, we're bored. Let's pick on that kid. Yeah, and like, rude. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what the heck that's all about. Neither do I. Yeah, uh, so one of the girls walks over and is like, hey, draw me. And is, like, really aggressive about it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. He he has insparkleration. Oh, yeah, he does have an insparkleration. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know what that whole Japanese word is, but it has Kira in the middle as part of a puns. Yeah. <laughs> puns. Uh, so he starts drawing her. It this this drawing her thing will run for the entire episode. Because uh, he apparently takes a long time. And I'm like, well, yeah, you didn't even ask him if he was good at at faker drawing or anything. You're just like, hey, draw me. What, what does he even do? Yeah, it seems like possibly not good at art. I mean, he seems okay. He doesn't seem bad. I just think he, do- he does more, like, uh, representational stuff rather than, like, realistic stuff. Okay. So you're I saying think... through his attunement to uh, Kira energy that he's able to draw uh, the, the the like emotions or like what the person is made out of rather than just right. drawing their outward appearance. Yeah, yeah, they're going to get to this eventually, but I I don't know which direction they're going with this character, but it seems like his thing is he's better at conveying emotions than like realism in his art. So, like, that's interesting. Maybe that's why people like picking on him or something, because they're all like, we're all neoclassicalists! So I think, Representational like, stuff is stupid. I'm like, okay. I'm gonna make a dumb Persona reference and be like, he he sees through the mask rather than seeing the mask that people puts on. It, it appears <laughs> to be like... Well, that was a stretch, but yes, that good point. I mean, I don't know how to exactly explain it, but like at the end of the episode when he finally shows the girl this picture, he goes yeah. through and he like he explains like all these elements that compose of this girl's personality. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I drew your personality, like how much of a dick you are, and then this part is like how rude you are. Yeah, and I was like. <laughs> It, it, I don't think he is doing this as a bit, but it is hilarious if it is one. Yeah. No, he's way too naive to like for that to be a bit. Yeah, he's... Uh, I mean, yeah. Red is generally portrayed as like the naive, energetic one, So, and I, I don't think he's a break from that, so... It's not a bit. He's just like that. Yeah. So, next sequence... Oh man, shows... we, get to co- we get to talk about the carrot organization? Yes, yes. This is the carrot team. 
Uh, not carrot is in the orange root veg- orange root vegetable. Now, it's isn't like carrot, the gem reference. As in the the measurement of gem quality. I actually don't know what carrots refer to. I don't know either. Gems. I just know the name is carrot, and it's great. It might be like how many facets are in are come into them. I don't know. I'm, I don't. I don't want to guess. But I'm like this is not my area of extensive knowledge. But yeah, the, they find like the the meteor crashed on the ground. It very obviously has the princess sitting in the middle of it with the five gems. Yep. And uh, apparently, they move her into a giant mechanical palm tree that's in the middle of Tokyo. Oh so. My God. Chris, it's an acronym. Oh, carrot is an acronym. Yeah, in the Wait, show. In reality, or in the show? No, okay. in the show. In the show. Okay. Uh, also, a carrot is a unit of weight for precious stones and pearls. Okay. Would you is like it... to? Would you like to know this acronym, though? Yes, please. It's the caring and radical ambitious team. <laughs> that is the best name for a team ever. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Okay, I I actually do kind of love that. That is a really good name for a team. It's really good. <laughs> Carrot and Radical Ambitious Team. No, no, Caring. Caring. Caring and Radical Ambitious Team. God, that is like, that is so Ultraman. Which has oh, noted yeah. teams like Guts and Guys. That There was a team of guys? Yeah, but there, there was women on it too. Oh, what it was guys an acronym for? <laughs> Ultraman team names are also like oh guys is a uh, guards for unity situation. <laughs> okay, that's pretty great. Uh, yeah, wait, wasn't the team in the first Ultraman just like the super science team or yeah. something? Yeah. Okay, they've moved on from there. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Okay, so so they bring her to this giant this giant tech palm tree. It's just like a huge tower in the middle of Tokyo. Yeah. Um. Apparently, the leader of you know what it Karen... reminds me of, and it, they might have just like stolen like the remember the giant CG like um I forgot what the organization's called in game, but remember their base. Oh right. Uh yeah, wasn't that the Yggdrasil tower in that one, or is that a different? Was it? Show? I thought I thought that was like the other the other world place, but maybe okay. they use the same name. <laughs> Possibly, Japanese stuff loves to have Yggdrasil in it. That's true. I mean, they also love acronyms. It is a cool word. I also like putting it in stuff because it is cool. But uh, yeah, apparently the leader of the caring and radical ambitious team is extremely into Hawaiian stuff. Yep. Because in addition to building his base like a palm tree, when the princess, the crystal princess lady wakes up and is like, what the heck is going on? He's like, aloha, I was just in VR Hawaii. Heck yeah. <laughs> yup. I mean, that's really what, that's pretty no, much it. Yeah, no, that's what he says. Also, there's, like, this bit before where the king was like, you must go to Earth and meet my friend. So, like, apparently Earth, or at least someone on Earth, knew about these crystal people. Right. Um, yeah, it seems like in this version of Earth, we've we've had contact with other planets, I think. And we're just like, that's cool. Yeah, and that's just normal now, I guess. 
Oh, I didn't notice this before, but he also wears a giant ass hawking green gem in the middle of a really gaudy necklace. Yeah, he also has an Apple Watch. Oh yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, the headset looks Apple-ish too, because it's like all white and smooth. Isn't the PSVR headset all white though? Is it? I I think it is. I have never used a VR headset, so... That's fair. Those are for rich people. Okay. Uh, I love how they, they, um, I really do like how they translate his Sonatori as Exactamundo. That's a good translation. <laughs> oh, man. That, my mind just, like, flashed back to, like, rock, Rocket Power for, like, a split second. But but now I'm back here in the present. Right. Uh, so, so um, after he introduces himself to Crystal Girl, he's like, I'm sorry your planet was destroyed. Anyway, let's get to that saving the Earth thing. I don't think it's as bad as that, but I see I mean, where you're coming from. I think from. he does actually say it's a real shame that Crystallia was destroyed. I mean... Which seems like an inadequate level of sympathy for someone whose uh, homeworld was just destroyed in a violent royal coup. Well, you know, Hawaiian, he's like all cool and chill and stuff. That's a stereotype, right? <laughs> Is he? I don't think he's actually supposed to be Hawaiian, though. I think he just likes <laughs> He's just Hawaiian super stuff. into it, though. <laughs> he's just really into it. Uh, so he, he explains, we have prepared an anti-Yodan response. We uh, made these sweet watches. Right. He's made these big watches that apparently channel the power of the five magic gem things. Correct. They don't super explain how that works. Uh, machines. Right. Uh, they do show the front of them, and they clearly have a button that turns you into a ranger, a button that summons your car, a button that lets you talk to the crystal, and I'm guessing the one that looks like a text messaging app lets you talk to the other team members. Oh, I, I assume the crystal one was the weapon, the mask was the ranger, oh, the that car was the, ve- the vehicle, and then the talkie one was for talkie. Yeah, t- talking, the text message thing is probably the intercom. Yeah, I guess it makes sense that the crystal one, because it shows a crystal resonating, so that is probably the weapon one. Yeah. Or like the uh, finisher button. These look like giant-ass circular, wa- like a watch with just a huge circular pad on the top of it. Yeah. I kind of thought they were supposed to look like giant rings. Like like the ring, uh, sort of ring you would have like a gem inside. But they're like big enough to wear around your wrist. Yeah, they're 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 a watch. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's just me making a weird visual connection there, or if that that's kind of what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, because if they power up by having like the Kirame stones light, land on the land on the watch, and it looks like a big like a a, a ring, that would be pretty cool. Right. Yeah. But uh, I don't I don't know what they're gonna do because only one episode is out that's true so uh yeah princess girl's impressed uh and then she's like hey uh oh we've got the crystals here too let me wake them up yeah and then and then we learn that they're sentient yes they are they are sentient talking crystals each with distinct personalities very distinctly sentai tropey personalities yeah, you got like, you got like the old guy. That's the yellow one. Uh, I thought I thought yellow was supposed to be like the chill one. 
I thought like when he meets the the gamer guy, he's like, hmm, you even impressed this old gem. Oh, is that true? Okay, maybe that is the idea. Maybe they're supposed to be like the odd couple type ones. The the red one's energetic. The green one is like the intelligent, like the logical one. He's like the prim and proper one because he, he always calls the one girl like lady. Yeah, yeah, he he's like the... uh. Oh god. Uh, he he's the guy who like has glasses and a bowl cut in anime. Yeah. Uh the blue one is like uh He's like the is, cool like anarchy one. Uh he he's the one who calls his, his the his uh main partner character Aniki. Yeah, Aniki all the time. I I don't know what the kohai version of the gangster older brother younger brother relationship is i don't know what that word is but that's this guy yeah and then the pink one is like a lesbian yes <laughs> okay well ac- actually it, it, it's somebody I... who's like i love cute things and that uh she does like the baby talk thingy but uh she just really wants to be attracted to cute women right i guess I mean, am I am I off base? I mean, it seems like that's the primary theming for pink. No, I I feel like there's probably a better description. Um, <laughs> maybe like um, oh, what's the one fashion thing? The Gadu? Yeah, or ga- Gadu? Yeah. Otherwise, I was just gonna, I was just gonna be like the thing that Galco is supposed to be from the show. <laughs> Well, that would have made it easy because it's the first part of her name, Gal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Co is girl. Co is like abbreviation for girl. Okay, well. Gal, girl. So, uh, that's how I would probably describe the pink gem. Okay, well, it's <laughs> that makes more sense. I mean, your answer's it's like pretty valid too. Probably but... just my reference pool to see her as like the one who is like hyper femme lesbian, but uh. <laughs> Your version was, makes more sense, honestly. Yeah, my version's less horny. Yeah, well, you know. It's a kid show, Chris. Jesus. Well, yeah, but then we... the Immediately next one, next scene, is we get introduced to the green ranger character, who's like... Alright, uh, I, I understand that she calls the green gem's voice hot. Like, I get it, but... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's she's pretty hot, too, actually. Like, she she's wearing a tracksuit... Uh, a lot of it is green, because you, you color code the rangers even when they're not in costume. Yeah. Because that's just how these shows work. Yeah, she's got cool shoes. Yeah, and she's apparently doing a really good job at the 100 meter dash. Yeah, she's fast. Yeah. We're now at the part of the episode where we basically just montage getting all of the people. Yeah, that's essentially what's happening here. Also, also she's wind-themed to go along with the green thing. I, I guess green is associated with wind. and That and makes sense. Japanese color like art representations because I've seen that a lot. Also, this the the princess is like super bad at disguising, but <laughs> yeah. like it works. <laughs> yeah, she she's wearing like a tiny hood that sort of hides the top of her head and is otherwise extremely obviously an alien sitting there watching this track meet. But uh, yeah, nobody says anything either because they are being polite or they're very inattentive. Right. Uh so anyway. They talk, and, um, green, uh, Kira Major get. Do-do-do-do. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, at first is like, is this a talking gemstone? 
Gemstone's like, you're super cool. Please fight with me. I think you're awesome. And, uh, yeah, she's like, well, that's kind of weird, but okay. Yeah. So, next scene. Uh, yep, fucking ninjas. Yeah, next scene, I'm like, is is this guy gonna be, like, a tokusatsu actor? <laughs> and, like, I'm not, like, completely wrong. At, at first, I was just like, oh, okay, is this one of those weird, is this, like, a Ninja Turtles thing where modern Japan and, like, there's fucking just regular old ninjas everywhere in Japan exist right alongside each other? But, uh, no, he... After the scene progresses a little bit, he is an actor. Yeah, but apparently his his swordsmanship is still super cool. Uh, he does the uh the fist of the North Star thing where he, he like dies. dashes around all of these ninjas and like cuts them, and then he puts his sword away and it's like you're already dead, and they all fall down. Yeah, and then like the director comes up and he's like, "Oh, you did such a good job." Right. Yeah. Then we <laughs> zoom out. There's a camera. Yeah. So then. And the Blue Gem's like, hey, you're super cool, big brother. You want to come help me fight stuff? Right. Yeah, it's like, he's an amazing swordsman. And uh, Princess is like, but, but he's just acting, though. Yeah. Uh, Gem does not care. Yeah. Scene transition. Yo- the Dark Empire. We need to fight Yodonheim. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. all right, cool. That's fine. Yeah, sure. Okay, next up, we get to watch some God Eater. We do yeah. get to watch some God Eater. <laughs> Is this God Eater 2 or 3? It, it, it looks like 3. Okay. Yeah. It's just so weird. Like, it's... I don't understand. They also covered the, the PlayStation button on the controller, because maybe copyright. <laughs> I just now noticed this. I was definitely... When we transitioned to this, I was like, wait, that, that guy's playing Monster Hunter? Heavy heavy crossbow? Or light crossbow? That is like. what it looked like at first, but it's definitely but, God Eater. Yeah, then the monsters... Then the character's running while still shooting, so I'm like, oh, this definitely isn't Monster Hunter. Yeah. And <laughs> he's then, way too mobile. Yeah, he he's, he's the esports guy. Yeah, his team is apparently called Spark of Bullet. That's a good name. I like that their uh, their logo is like a bullet bill. That's that's cute. Yeah, it's pretty good. But uh, yeah, so the yellow gem is like he's an amazing marksman. Princess, uh, aren't these video games? Do video games count? Uh, apparently, to yellow gem they do. Yeah. They have uh, and they have like matching Kira mentality. Yes. And then this guy, he just takes the gem and starts like poking it and shaking it around and stuff. Right. Uh, the gym also says he has. You have the power to live while shining, so I'm guessing that is the theme here. Garrett, have you seen Love Live Sunshine yet? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, that is exactly like the the theming in Love Live Sunshine. Is uh, the main character's catchphrase is "I want to shine." Okay. Uh, it's extremely cute, and now I want a Sentai Love Live crossover. Uh, I mean, there was a Grand Blue Love Live crossover. I know. It was amazing. Those are like the best free characters in the game. I use them a lot. I have them. I don't think I use them, though. Well, I, I haven't been playing for that long, so... Anyway, so so we get that person. So so three down. Uh, Next one I thought was kind of the most surprising one. Um, We go to a scene of a surgery. Uh, It looks like some sort of uh, like abdominal cavity surgery. And there's a lady... Uh, she is wearing pink scrubs as opposed to everybody else's, which I'm a little bit like, okay, that's 
weirdly sexist, but also, yeah, color-coding. That's just Have to so. color-codinate. <laughs> they have to be color-coded. Uh, she's apparently an extremely competent doctor, uh, and is just like, yeah, everyone's like, you're so good at, at doing this competently and not messing up anything. Yep. Hey, you're did so you notice that weird quick. alien we have in the surgery room? <laughs> apparently not. Uh, and she says, I'm not great, I'm just average. So I don't know if that's going to be like her conflict or if that's just her personality type or something. Maybe just personality type? I don't know. Yeah, she she sews up the patient and is like, you're good now. Uh, apparently they bring the person out of anesthesia right there in the in the room. Because so, they talk to the patient and I'm like, whoa, are, are they okay? Yeah. Uh, the pink gem thinks she's cute and amazing. Yeah, and the the pink ranger doctor lady is immediately like, "Oh, what a cute gem!" So like, she's got a she's got a professional side to her personality, also like a bubbly girly side to her personality. Yep, and she also just takes the whole alien thing just matter factively, and she's like, "Yep, okay, sounds good." Yep, she she does kind of understate things. Yeah, it's just like, okay, you want me to do this thing? I guess I'll do this thing. Yeah, I think she's kind of my favorite so far, just because she seems really different. I pretty much like all of them. There, there's none of them that, like, gave me, like, a bad first impression of being, like, bad in any way. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess Blue Guy seems a little bit, like, I'm the archetype's a little bit stale, but I don't know. They could easily do something with that character. Yeah, I don't know, like, I think for him, they they didn't go, like, as far with it. Like, it, it mm-hmm. seems like... He'll also just be, like, a chill dude. Right, right. Uh, they do not find the red one, because, uh, yeah, Princess is carrying her around the red gym outside in plain daylight while wearing her little scarf thingy. And, uh, yeah, the red gym's just like, I- I'm just gonna go find him. You you go have the rest of the episode. I'll be back when I'm done. Yeah, he doesn't find him yet. Yeah, uh, cut back to future Red Ranger. Obviously, who's yep. still drawing that girl? Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting because uh, he's drawing her, and she's like, "Everyone left already. Uh, every day kind of sucks. I don't really care about anything. Everything's boring." I'm like, girl, that's called clinical depression. You should see a doctor, right? Uh, but they they don't they don't go into that. That's no because the guy's too busy drawing. Yeah, she's just depressed to contrast with his like weird positive energy they all meet up at the at the carrot headquarters and holy shit i want to talk about these clothes <laughs> yeah they each have a very distinct style like so so yellow is cyberpunk oh shit yeah you're right yeah he is dressed up like a cyberpunk character like the glasses and he's got like knee pads if he had a few more zippers or like you know, if his shirt was a little more neon, he would straight up be on a Shadowrun cover. Yeah, like, holy shit. He is so <laughs> cyberpunk. And then Green, I don't know what's going on with her. Yeah, she has giant boots with, like, fur on them, and also, like, a jacket and athletic gloves. But, like, and, like... And is also wearing a skirt... But it's like half a skirt, because like the front there's no skirt, there's shorts. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, well I guess the skirt part is coming like down off of her top, which right. is like under the jacket, 
Or is it part of the jacket? I don't know. And it's like this cool, like, leather jacket thing. Yeah. It perforates cloth and leather. It's a real unique outfit. Blue is just extra. <laughs> yeah, uh, he dresses kind of like... He has, like, three coats. Yeah, he's wearing... And a scarf. Yeah, he's got a regular set of nice, like, khakis and a, and a sweater on. Then he's got a blue knee-length coat. Then he's got a blue denim jacket type. Oh my god, and but he's got it's a just, scarf on. Yeah, and the jacket's just like hung over his shoulders, like Right. It's got the thing where the, the blue the denim jacket, he doesn't have his arms in it all. It's just hanging on his shoulders. Oh man, he's so cool. <laughs> and then the doctor and... just like has like a missing sleeve, so like she just sewed a different sleeve on her top. <laughs> yes, one of her sleeves is different than the rest of her outfit. And then and then she has like a long dress on, it looks like. Yeah, she looks like a Star Trek The Next Generation character. She does! I love all of these outfits so much. They're all pretty good, yeah. I would cosplay any of these. Yeah, yeah, I probably would too. Yeah, they're pretty on point. Yeah, also the gems are giant. They're big gems. Apparently being big is their natural size. They just shrink down sometimes. So, so they're being introduced to the gems, and then... Uh, there's an alarm. It's an enemy attack. Whoa, better go fight mooks. Yep. And then they start fighting mooks. And, god, green shoes, Chris. <gasps> There's some very weird shoes. Oh, these outfits. <laughs> I love them so much. Yeah. Uh, shortly into the fight sequence, a uh, general Hawaiian guy gets uh, hit on the back of the head with a rake and is, Correct. like, unconscious. Yep. Uh, the princess thinks she he's dead, which is that's sad. Right. Uh, yeah. She's like, "Oh no, I didn't save your friend, father. I'm so sad." And then I'm a failure and stuff. Yeah, and then like all four of them are like are like, "We're gonna give you good moral things about how you should like believe in yourself and try, right. and all that stuff." And then they're like, "All right, we're gonna transform now." And right. Then, yeah. And then they do the thing. They transform. Uh, their outfits are pretty, pretty fucking cool. I yeah. like these. Yeah, they're really good. Like, I, I don't understand them, but I like them. The, the fact that their bandoliers look like roads is a little weird. I think that's the machine part. Uh, the rest of the outfit is pretty cool because it's like it's sparkly latex, and it's got a lot of like these gem type accents on it. Yeah. Like, like they like all have the... little apollets with their gems on them, and uh, like their sleeves are. Yeah, it's uh, just like the sleeve shiny. part. It goes from like shoulder to like just above the elbow, and then it changes to shiny, and then it changes back to like spandex for the glove. Right. Yeah, and also the like the upper parts of their helmets all have like a gem-like look yeah. on it. They're all like different like shapes and have their corresponding color. Yeah, they're good costumes. Yeah. Uh, they're all. Uh, none of them have, like, distinctive accents or anything like they sometimes give the rangers, so that's, like, a little disappointing. I, I like it when they give each one a distinctive part of the outfit, but, yeah, they're fine still. Yeah. They're mostly uniform, but they have, like, small touches. Uh, the only one I noticed is that their masks have different shapes in them. Yeah. But, uh, that's the only thing that looks different between each outfit to me. And it's pretty subtle. Yeah. Um, so then they fight, and they, like, emphasize their ability? Yeah. They each do mark? a thing. 
like wind uh runs a r- or yeah she's a dark souls character yeah <laughs> she pulls out a sword and like dashes around everybody and uh hits them all with her sword and then like jumps off a wall she has like wind magic and uh in this instead of doing the normal sentai sparking explosion things when they hit things they all make sparkly noises and they emit sparkles when they hit things with their swords which i'm into yeah, I think that's actually kind of a fun change. Um, Blue does, like, sword fighting stuff. Yeah, he's, like, precise is his thing. Yeah, and then he activates, like, the the special thing for the sword. And whenever they do, like, a finisher thing, they call it a check mage, and that's real good. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they're going to be chess-themed in any other way. <gasps> I, I don't just check mage is a cool word. Uh, it is a fun, yeah, it's a fun pun. Uh, pink, like, judo attacks a guy and, like, throws him on the ground. And then sits on him. She has a gun. She sits on the guy and she, like, starts shooting everybody else. Yeah, I I don't know what we're supposed to gather from that. (laughs) Yeah, her gem is extremely into her. uh, You're you're the coolest. I don't know what we're supposed to get from that. She's supposed to be, like, the, the older one? Yeah, her fight sequence is, like, I guess kind of the least unclear, unless... it Maybe it's just, like, she's just, like, effortlessly good at things? Is that, like, the idea, maybe? Maybe. Okay, maybe that. Maybe, because that, like, falls into play with, like, her, like, Yeah, with her, like, being a doctor, she doesn't think that she's anything particularly special. Okay. That's cool. And, uh, and Yellow does trick shots. Yeah. Yellow looks cool. That's yeah, thing. and then he puts like the he puts the discs in the disc gun and fires the discs. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I think yeah. I mentioned this new off off mic, but uh, the yellow and pink have guns. Blue and green have swords. The guns are extremely obviously designed to be those foam disc shooter toys. Right. It's oh, yeah, hundred percent. Like even before they put the discs in there in this one scene, like. I could tell from second the first second you see this thing that that's what it is. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, yeah. His finisher is he like puts a bunch of bullets in the thing and he shoots them all at the same time and they like curve and bounce off each other and kill a bunch of the mooks at once. Yeah, it is a cool move. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so they beat all the mooks and then pose as a team. Yep, and they did the thing, and then. They like detransform, and the doctor runs up to um the Hawaiian dude and like checks his pulse, and like, uh, she gasps. He's, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine, guys. She like tries to play it up like something's wrong, and then she's just like, "No, he's completely fine." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, good job, everybody. Uh, you can see I use we use the sweet VR thing to uh to just get you some practice before the real thing." Yeah, he he calls it mixed reality, which is because apparently it's better than augmented reality. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, it, it's basically he has like a little he has a like a hexagon thingy on the roof on the ceiling that shoots holodeck stuff. Yep. He was just pretending to be knocked out the whole time. Yeah, and then the princess gets really mad at him and headbutts him, which looks super painful. Yeah, she is made out of rocks, so he's apparently very hurt by that. Yep. And uh, then we and cut back to to drawn dude. Yeah. Well, apparently the 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 end of the scene is the 
the princess is like, ah, oh, I've grown now. I, I did a thing, and now, like, I'm not depressed about my entire culture being destroyed anymore. <laughs> it's like, I learned this guy's <laughs> kind of an asshole. <laughs> right. And it's like, these four people I met are super cool, though. I really like you guys. And they throw in some shiny puns there. Yeah. And then the red gem is like, oh, man, I almost found my dude, but the, the Kira energy just, like, mm, just disappeared for a second. Can't Can't quite get there. Right. And then our red, he finishes his drawing and shows it to the girl, and it's not what she expected. Yeah, we basically talked about the scene already, yeah. but he essentially, like, drew her face, and then, like, with this giant emotional swirl of, like, all the negative emotions she's got going on behind her, and she apparently does not take this this personal criticism very well, because uh, she's like, wow, you're a dick, and she leaves. Yeah. And then, like, it flips over to, like, another page on a sketchbook where he drew, like, the evil dude. And then we cut to the evil dude. He puts on a weird crescent moon fang helmet. I The crescent moon helmet is fucking awesome, actually. It's really, really cool looking. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, He also has giant shoulder pads now. He didn't have those previously. Giant shoulder pads are good. Um, And then it shows, like, Earth being attacked by a weird gray thing. Oh, yeah, there's, like, a weird, slimy War of the Worlds tripod attacking the city. But then, then, but then, like, however, have hope. We have these four Sentai members in their, their, like, team outfits. Right. And their team outfits are pretty good. Yeah, they've all got, like, little shoulder cape thingies. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, not as good as their casual outfits, but... What yeah, I do? hope they use the casual outfits more. God, I hope so too. And they they're like, oh, we haven't found the fifth guy yet, but hopefully he'll be great and everything will work out fine. Yep. And that's it. And we watch the thing. Pretty much. Yeah, they they preview like uh the red guy apparently has a giant gem that turns into a car. I get the feeling it seems like these are like the Zords for this show. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're actually this the power gems or if they're just like a different thing that turns into their vehicles. Uh yeah, unsure. It would make sense cuz they that would explain why they emphasize that they're normally big. That's true. So, that would give it a reason for that to have happened. Uh in the credits they preview the first robot fight which looks pretty pretty cool. Their yeah. Megazord looks fucking awesome. Yeah, all this stuff looks cool. I'm on board for this show. Yeah, it it's got some good design work. I'm curious where they go with it. I guess the the individual vehicles are a little bit underwhelming cuz like one of them is literally a backhoe. I mean, that's like that's <laughs> like a Sentai thing though, Chris. What is up with the super backhoes? What? Why is this a thing? <laughs> Shit, I forgot about the Ixobacco. <laughs> Look, the Ixobacco is dumb, okay? But this it, this it backhoe, I'm for this one. Uh, the red one is a fire truck. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, the pink one is a very cute helicopter thingy. Yeah, it's a helicopter. It flies. Yep, that's pretty much the show so far. Yep. I liked it. It was a good, it was a good like change of pace from from writer stuff. Yeah, yeah, writer stuff is usually pretty serious. Uh, so yeah, this was fun. It is weird to think of writer stuff as serious though, but like it kind of is. I mean, I mean, but like Kuga, 
<laughs> I mean, Kuga had like, yeah, Kuga was pretty serious. Kuga had like themes. Kiva, I mean, out of every Ki- show we've watched, I think Kuga was the most like actively attempting to be like serious fiction. Yeah, Kiva's just mostly sexist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiva doesn't know what the fuck it wants to do. <laughs> I know it wants to do time travel. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't bring that into the to the geo crossover episode i mean they had like a memory from the past which is the time stuff in kiva that actually works that's true but there's a door of time (laughs) no that's a real Uh, thing no i know i I believe you man next kiva episode boy let me tell you uh that's for next time though um yeah yeah, yeah, we should probably sign off here, so, um... That probably makes yep. sense. We're a podcast. Yep, so do I. If he does, we're gonna watch Zebraman. Okay. You haven't seen Zebraman, have you? No. Okay, then this'll be fucking awesome. <laughs> I'm concerned now. <laughs> it's it's a Takeshi Miike movie. You know, Takeshi Miike is it's awesome. Uh, what else has he done that I might have seen? You've seen the Phoenix Wright movie, right? Yeah, that's that's a great movie. Yeah, same guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, sounds fine then. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's uh, if you're not familiar with Takashi Miike, he is one of the most prolific film directors to have ever lived. He's directed more than a hundred films. Oh, yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if we do that one, we'll talk about it next time. Oh, so. he did Ultraman Max. Yeah. Yeah, not surprising. He's done a ton of stuff. Anywho, podcast on the internet at journeythroughdeckcast.com, where there's plenty of links to all of the things and contact forms, you know, all, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we all wish Evan a good one. Hope he gets better. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us this week and hope you're having a nice one whenever it is you're listening to this. Yep. Uh... And as always, we're just a passing through podcast. Remember that. Kira kira. <laughs>